This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look at this article. UN declares war on dangerous conspiracy theories. The world is not secretly manipulated by the global elite. Well, that sounds like something that the global elite secretly manipulating the world would say. The UN also warns that George Soros, the Rothschilds, and the state of Israel must not be linked to any alleged conspiracies. Keep in mind that the founder of the Rothschilds dynasty said, Let me issue and control a nation's money, and I care not who writes the laws. Do with that what you will. The article also says, if you are certain you have encountered a conspiracy theory on the internet, then you must react immediately, post a relevant link to a fact-checking website in the comments. Remember how I told you guys that fact-checkers are just there to deter you away from what they don't want you to know, and usually the exact opposite of what they say is true? Yeah. They also provide advice for anyone who encounters a real-life conspiracy theorist in the flesh. According to the UN agency, you must not, under any circumstances, be lured into an argument with the conspiracy theorist. They will probably argue hard to defend their beliefs. Because they're usually true. If you are a journalist, you must report them to social media and contact your local national press. So we're just disregarding freedom of speech. That's not a thing anymore. The fact that they even address this with an entire article telling you how to take action against conspiracy theorists should just be a giant red flag for a lot of people. And if it's not, good luck, Charlie. (laughs) Yep, good luck, Charlie. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I, of course, am Andrew for America. And today, I'm going stream of consciousness. I got some stuff I want to get off my chest. And the first thing I want to talk about today is it seems that with the help of algorithms and analytics and advanced technology and artificial intelligence. Everything in our modern-day reality is becoming fake. Deep fakes, uh, Juiced Mirlu's book, the rape of the mind, mind rape, he talks about. <laughs> Fixed, fabricated fiction. That's the name of the show today. Deep fakes, mind rape, fixed, and fixed, fabricated fiction. Seems like everything is planned. Everything's fixed. Everything's uh, choreographed premeditated I mean I I do mean everything sports politics TV shows movies, music any cultural entertainment that you are allowed to consume is probably tainted in one way or another sadly because we all love it, I know 
I know you guys love Netflix. You love Amazon Prime. You love all your streaming services. You love your sports. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I love the NFL. You know, I'm not a big basketball guy anymore. I played basketball in high school, but really not into the sport, watching it, really. Uh, I like wrestling. I like uh, fighting, UFC, kickboxing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but lately, you know, I've been talking a lot about this, you know, is sports fixed? And I know a lot of other podcasters. I know uh, uh, Great Deception Matt and Ryan Dean over at Monday Night Master Debaters you, uh, just recently had a show on this. I know a lot of people have been sharing uh, old videos on social media talking about is the NBA fixed, is the NFL fixed, right? Uh, I recently shared those videos with some mutual friends of mine, people in my fantasy football league, um, just sports buddies of mine that I know would be interested in it. And I'll probably play it on the show later on. Uh, a couple of those videos is sports fixed. And I don't know why I'm going down the sports road right now because really everything's fixed. I've, you, you know, I've told you guys before about the debates. The debates are not debates. These debates that you see on TV that are moderated by some mainstream media stooge, you know, they give the, they give the candidates the questions before they show up. It's not an honest debate. It's a TV show. Everything is a TV show. This war in Ukraine allegedly is a TV show. I recently saw some people posting videos. This guy was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go on vacation right now. Let's take a trip to Kiev, Ukraine. And he shows this whole video on how, oh, here's what the flight costs. You know, no problem with the, with the landing at the airport. Here's what the accommodations are. You can get a hotel pretty much anywhere. There's tourism going on there right now. And it's allegedly supposed to be a war zone. Are we there, people? Have we reached wag the dog level technology? Do the, does the intelligence community and our government, the federal government, the big club, does the big club have everything under control now? I mean, we've all we've all heard about the deep fakes thing. I've I've shared videos about deep fakes. That's how good the AI technology is now. And, you know, if you guys aren't familiar with the movie Wag the Dog, I've talked about it a million times. They basically create a fake war through the media, hiring actors to play parts. And then they they put this footage into a newscast and sell it to the general population as if there's an actual war going on. And somebody that I that follows me on Instagram, actually... If you guys follow me on Instagram, you saw that I posted all these uh, pics of Zelensky. Listen to this. Now, this is all alleged, okay? I don't have any facts or evidence to prove any of this, but just take a listen. People are alleging that most of the news out of, you, out of the Ukraine is fake. Russian tank that ran over a civilian car in Kiev was a Strela-10 Ukrainian air defense system, not Russian, allegedly. Photos of Zelensky in military garb with a helmet on 
are from 2021. The Ukrainian border inspection trip, allegedly. <laughs> the, quote, ghost of Kiev, unquote, MiG-19 shooting down a Russian Su-35 was from a digital combat simulator animation, allegedly. Also, the ghost of Kiev identified as Samuel, Samuel Hyde is actually a pic of Sam Hyde, an internet prankster. <laughs> that's the dead giveaway. If you guys can go do some research and see if that's true, that, that'll be the, the dead giveaway. Uh, so here we go. That's allegedly a couple more. Photo of two children, girl in pink with teddy bear, boy saluting, watching convoy pass are from 2016, not the current war, alleged war happening in Ukraine, allegedly. And the photos of a woman saying goodbye to her man going off to fight Putin's Russians is from a movie, people. <laughs> allegedly. Now, can you imagine if that's true? I don't want to say that's true. I don't want to be the next Alex Jones that denied the Ukrainian war like he denied Sandy Hook happened, and they're going to come after me for billions of dollars. But guess what? You can come after me. I ain't got billions of dollars. <laughs> and I have nowhere near the audience of Alex Jones. So guess what? I can make claims like this on my show. I'm not going to be a dipshit like Alex Jones, though, and say, oh, I know for sure that this is true. I don't know for sure. Anybody uh, in Ukraine? Anybody been there recently? Anyone in my audience from there that can confirm or deny whether or not a war is actually happening? I'm sure there is fighting going on somewhere. I'm just saying. The TV show that they give to you, my fellow Americans, is bullshit nine times out of ten. You might get 10% of truth out of a newscast. If you're lucky. But the point I'm trying to make with all this pontificating right now, I don't really have an agenda today. I'm just kind of going stream of consciousness this episode today, people. So bear with me. I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to cover a bunch of different news stories today. I'm going to go over just a bunch of stuff I've had saved. I'm just going to kind of data dump a lot of stuff I've had planned for uh, the show at some point in time. I didn't know when I was going to put it in, but I'm, I'm starting to have too much material saved that I need to just dump a lot of it on you today so I can start fresh and move on and keep this train moving down the track. So I wanted to start just by talking about Ukraine and William Cooper and fabricating reality and the AI and the deep fakes and the, you know, they just had, I just saw someone shared a picture of Biden having a, a very youthful look on his possibly fake face. I I recently saw this lady that had some prosthetic mask technology on, maybe the, the stuff that they use uh, in the movies and in films. It's getting good. Their, their level of deception is getting so good that 
you know, Biden can walk out on TV and talk to the American people, and that could be an AI robot android underneath that skin mask, skin suit that keeps changing somehow over time. The earlobes change, the, the you know, face features and the, the length of, you know, his mouth when he smiles and all this bullshit. Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but boy, there are a lot of people out on the social media right now making a lot of claims about this stuff. I feel like people are getting smarter. They're wising up. They're starting to see this stuff for what it is. They're starting to see the show for what it is. All of my down since day one listeners know, I oftentimes in the past have talked about the show and the reality. And everybody's getting smart. They're getting better. They're becoming more aware. They're becoming more connected. People are starting to see. When that mask slips just a little bit, it becomes painfully obvious what is happening, my fellow Americans, wake up. <laughs> you been sleeping for a long, long time. You might have been sleeping your entire life until you started listening to my show or shows like mine. And I hope we're getting through to you. I hope we podcasters, we truth seekers, we investigative journalists and reporters Hopefully, these ideas and concepts are getting into your brain. We're trying to plant seeds, and maybe we'll get to watch them grow before they call our ticket and this life is over for us, right? Because you're not going to live forever. (laughs) We're all going to die, people, sooner or later. Unless, of course, the technology advances to the point where we get to be immortals, godlike. And I wrestle with these ideas I talk about all the time. Like, what if that is the goal? You know, if God made man in his own image, quote unquote, are the gods man machine hybrids? Are they just talking about what they've already done? through all of the world's religions. And it just so happens to be our time here on earth to make that next transition, to move into the next phase of life and reality, the space-time continuum, yada, yada, etc., etc. Maybe this great awakening that's coming is good and just and moral. Probably not, but you know, I like to take the role of the other. I like to take the opposing viewpoint and just think about it from that perspective and see what sticks and what doesn't, right? See what seems rational and reasonable and, you know, try to see what doesn't seem to be rational, reasonable, logical, right? And 
some of the many, many reasons I don't really fully believe that it's going to be for the good of mankind. They're doing what's best for all of us. Their intentions are pure. Part of the reason why I don't believe that is because of a recent clip I just saw from the Epoch Times. I forget the commentator's name, but he had some interesting uh, viewpoints, subject matter, for recent developments that have occurred with the World Economic Forum and some of these new nomenclatures that they've put into the language, which is how they control us. I've been over it a million times. So take a listen to this guy. I want to go into the World Economic Forum talking about the next pandemic. The next pandemic they're talking about is interesting because the way they're talking about it is more on the policy level, I should note, and less so of the germ game type and more so of what they're planning to do in terms of what they prioritize. This is no longer just about health. This is about race. This is about seemingly eugenics to some extent. Also, folks, the new narrative is in. Uh, If you do not get a vaccine, I'm afraid that you may in fact be a terrorist. Uh, There's also now what they call anti-science extremists. I'm not even joking. Scientific reports out on this. I mean, just think about it, people. It's, you know, the narrative is in lockstep. (laughs) If you get that Operation Lockstep uh, reference. No, but like this, if this is true... They're already talking about the next pandemic. Clearly, they're planning on cooking stuff up in biolabs somewhere. Maybe that's what's going on in Ukraine with all those biolabs on the Russian border. Maybe they're cooking up the next pandemic, right? <laughs> but get a load of this. So let's just let's just go down this rabbit hole. Let's, let, let's just explore this thought. What if they really are cooking up another virus right now? Okay? And what if the first COVID vaccines, these experimental, we were the guinea pigs vaccines, what if if they are causing heart complications and people are dropping dead? You've all heard of the die, uh, died suddenly uh, social media stuff that's going around that's becoming pretty big. Get a load of this shit. Allegedly, Pfizer just acquired Arena Pharmaceuticals. And this is a drug company specializing in cardiac medicines and autoimmune diseases. Hmm. And then this person, Scarlett O'Hara, on Twitter, I believe, says, So rest assured. Pfizer caused worldwide illness and now will sell everyone the treatment. Big Pharma to the rescue. (laughs) So doesn't that seem odd? And now on top of terms like domestic terrorist, you know, deplorable, insurrectionist, conspiracy theorist, Yada, yada, right? Now they have anti-scientific extremist. Just think about that term. 
my fellow Americans. And you can see everything. You can see the entire story, the entire script in that term. When I first heard that term, my jaw hit the floor because all of my bullshit seemed even more possibly accurate and true. Just tear that term apart. Anti-scientific extremist. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) If that isn't a made-for-TV, made-for-news media narrative soundbite selling you fear and sensationalizing topics and concepts that are actually confusing you and inverting reality in your mind, making you think about something, it's got to be giving you cognitive dissonance because your brain should be saying that's not what that term means. But you know what I'm saying? Like They use the language, people. Huxley, uh, many, many other authors and people that I've talked about on the show in the past, I've made this case many times that they control us through the control of words and language. George Carlin has been over this. Many, many people. And there's something to this word spelling thing I keep talking about, people. Terrence McKenna, when I said that, All that wonder and imagination of your experience, the things that are unspeakable in your perception, are all condensed into a word. As soon as someone said, look, that's a bird. You know, that's a plane. That's a house. That's a car. And, you know, whatever. I'm just using random words, but you get the point. You got to pay attention to the terms these created phrases and acronyms and bullshit that they use to hide the reality of what they are doing, to distract you, to point the finger in the wrong direction, to make you think that the opposite of what you should be thinking and believing is true, and it's effective. It's effective. They do it every single minute of every single day on everything you've ever seen on a screen. That black mirror, that cold black screen, that be feeling like home. Home. Remember when I talked about last episode about your human mind, your human condition? The quality of it is so important because it's a prison you can't escape. And so it becomes home. I tell you guys to look inwardly and analyze yourself. Maybe that that's how that holographic, hypnotizing TV screen, maybe that's how it works, right? I played that clip at the end of a couple episodes ago where I gave you the patent number and everything for the hypnotic, trance-like state that that TV screen puts you in so that you are more malleable, and you go into alpha wave brain state and you start accepting ideas that are suggested to you. 
suggested opinions and ideas. Manufacturing consent. Bernays, Chomsky, uh, Lipman, yada, yada, etc., 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 etc. Been over it a million times. It all connects people. All of this stuff that you are witnessing and experiencing in your life, be it in your actual physical life or in your TV screen digital life, it's all starting to make sense to a lot of people. And I hope that you, my good, fine fellow American listeners, I hope that you're starting to see it too. I hope you're starting to sniff it out for what it is. Bullshit. (laughs) The only truth you're going to find in this life anymore, my fellow Americans, is the truth that you seek out and discover for yourself. You know, one thing I I know isn't fake is the World Economic Forum. (laughs) One thing I know isn't fake are the amount of people dropping dead or dropping injured around this world. Seemingly, all these people have a common variable involved. Possibly the vax, right? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there's, you know, some way to explain the phenomenon of all these people dropping dead. I mean, I don't want to be called an anti-scientific extremist or anything, but, (laughs) you know, and like I said, I don't know if the war in Ukraine is fake. I don't know if it's as bad as they're making it seem. I don't know if they really are planning another pandemic. Uh, I got some clips here I'm going to play for you talking about that here in a second. The bio labs that are out there. I don't know. All I know is that with augmented reality, virtual reality, uh, the deep fakes, the uh, disguises, the special effects, being able to put masks on people that are so good that you actually think you're talking to a human being, but underneath the mask, they're really somebody else. That's how good intelligence community level disguises and deception is these days. I don't know. Maybe there's some truth to it. Maybe there's not. Uh, But when we get to the second segment of the show today, I'm going to play you guys a recent wisdom talk I did on the Wisdom app. Uh, And I kind of went off a little bit. This was right after uh, Monday Night Football uh, a week or so ago when DeMar Hamlin fell uh, in the middle of the game after an alleged hit. But then they came out and said it was cardiac arrest. It seemed like they admitted that he collapsed not from anything involving the hit. And uh, in the event that that was not vaccine-related, then I take back everything I'm about to say in the second segment today. <laughs> everything I say in the second segment today, everything I said in this wisdom talk, is based on the assumption that DeMar Hamlin collapsing on the football field was vaccine-related. Now, if it wasn't vaccine-related, I take back everything I said, okay? I'm just assuming, based on a lot of educated research and decisions, (laughs) uh, observations of my reality 
that I am living in seems like it's possible when compared to all of the countless other examples. But again, I could be wrong. So before we move on to the second segment, let me play you guys this other clip I have discussing a Mr. Bill Gates and some of his recent business moves with uh, some interesting coincidences involving another gentleman who just so happens to sit on the committee that is involved in some of Bill Gates's new business decisions. So before I play this for you, let's just say Bill Gates is the most evil guy in the world and the pandemic was fake planned. Uh, the COVID vaccine doesn't do anything for you. It actually does other things to you. Evil ulterior motives, right? Maybe depopulation, maybe putting a, another strand of DNA in our genome, whatever, whatever, right? Let's just say that Bill Gates is this evil guy that everybody talks about, okay? So with that being said, take a listen to this clip and think about what are this man's plans? Here we go. Remember the story a few months ago about Bill Gates buying up all the U.S. farmland? Well, he's been getting busy again. Over the past few weeks, Gates has been quietly accumulating a massive $86 million position in a company called Ecolab, which he purchased through his LLC, Cascade Investments. This makes him one of the largest shareholders in the company. Now here's where it gets interesting. Ecolab specializes in water treatment using facilities and chemicals. And at the same time that Gates was building his position in the company, I discovered that a U.S. congressman named Alan Lowenthal also started buying shares in the company. So I did some digging on Alan Lowenthal, and wouldn't you know it, he conveniently sits on the Committee for Infrastructure, Water Resources, and the Environment. This is the exact same industry that Ecolab is in. As if that wasn't enough, the EPA just announced new chemical standards for water that would require major investments into water treatment facilities. So as of now, I'll definitely be keeping a close eye on this company. To see more data like this, check out my website and take care. Hmm, very interesting, Mr. Alan Lowenthal. Maybe we should sit you down uh, in an interview and have a little conversation with the things that you seem to know about what's coming in the future. This little clip I just played doesn't seem too fake or fabricated or fiction. If you follow the money and do a little digging on stuff and stop accepting the story you're being told as the honest reality, objective, truth. I don't know. Let's go talk to Bill Gates and Al Lowenthal. You think they got a plan in the works <laughs> oh boy what a world we're, we're moving into here in the 21st century I'm going to knock out this commercial and I'll be right back What are you hearing from the powers that be? Anything? We well, they just a, want me to go away right now. We've, we've spoken to them, and they don't want to talk about it either. They have nothing to say. But they're not denying anything, and they're not refuting any of the facts. Let me, let me talk about some of the major charges. And I, just, I just jotted down a few. That, I mean, you're saying, you're saying for example, um, uh, virtually every team owner gambles on, on football teams? Well, I'm saying that no fewer than 26 
That's uh, NFL team owners have documented ties. Past and present NFL team owners have documented business ties to either the gambling community and or the organized crime syndicate. I'm also saying that no fewer than 70 NFL games have been fixed. Now that that's pretty uh, that's pretty uh, rough stuff. You're saying no fewer than seven zero NFL mm -hmm. games have been fixed. You mean right. the 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 outcome, the point spread, what? I'm saying the points were shaved and thereby fixed. Yeah. How does this happen? Well, I, I first got into this about 1983. Uh, uh, Vincent Persani, who is the head of the Michigan State Attorney General's Office Organized Crime Division, told me if you're going to do a book about the NFL, Dan, you're going to have to get into this guy Don Dawson because he was fixing games. We knew it. I went to my friends and my sources at the Internal Revenue Service, the Organized Crime Intelligence Division. They said Don Dawson was fixing games. I went to the FBI, the Organized Crime and Racketeering Section of the Justice Department and Strike Force Field Offices. Everybody told me what Don Dawson was fixing games. At that point, I had enough evidence to pr print that allegedly Don Dawson was fixing NFL games. He was a major bookmaker in the Midwest. I then went to Dawson, I tracked him down, I jumped through all kinds of hoops to interview him, and when I interviewed him on about the seventh or eighth interview, he admitted to me that he had personally participated in the fixing of no fewer than 32 how, NFL how, games. How, and how does that happen? He liked to work with the quarterback. He would, he would, he would go to the, the quarterback would come to him and say, um, I need some bread. Uh, what's the line on the game this week? And the, uh, and the bookmaker would say, you guys are favored by six points. And then the reply was, we're not going to cover the spread. And basically that was it. Mm. Now, do you, you, do you name players? Oh, sure, I name players. And also in 1979, I, name a, I, I go into the specifics of eight fixed games that were uh, allegedly fixed by two referees who were investigated by both the FBI and the IRS. And I, named, I list the uh, eight games in the, on page 308 of the book. Yeah. All right, people, that was Mr. Dan Moldea, M-O-L-D-E-A, exposing NFL games being fixed back in the early 80s. And I want to say that was Pat Sajak interviewing him. Did Pat Sajak used to have a TV show? <laughs> Weird. I think that's who that is. Uh, anyway, so... I found that to be quite interesting. This guy alleges that they've been fixing games for years and years and years, ever since the 80s. And recently, with the legalization of sports betting on football and UFC, and they're even betting on uh, professional wrestling on DraftKings, I saw. I mean, talk about fixed. <laughs> There's no better way. I mean, wrestling matches are already fixed or choreographed, right? So couldn't you basically fix the betting on it if you were a decision maker on the outcome of said matches? <laughs> oh, boy, what a world, people. And so go check out Dan Moldia if you're interested in that. And then I got another video I wanted to play. Take a listen to this. Times since the scandal, since you went to prison, that like you'll be like, hey, this series is going to go seven, or this series they're going to try to extend it. Is that something that you would talk about with the refs before a playoff game? Like, hey, the league needs us to go, you know, six here. We need to get this game to six, or we need to get this game to seven. Is that something that actually? Because I think what happened more than anything with with this scandal is that everyone got very paranoid about every game. And the NBA had a rigged feel to it. Do you think it is rigged? Uh, definitely manipulated. When you talk about Dick Bavetta at the in 2002, I don't know if you remember the famous Lakers Sacramento yep, game six, right? Yep. He 
openly said to a lot of us that he was the NBA's go-to guy. He was put on game sixes to make sure they went to a game seven. And that was one of the most fucked up, you know, games in the history of the NBA. And when you talk about three referees uh, supposedly making so many mistakes in a conference final game, you know, where in America can you perform at that level in your job so poorly and still go to the next level and ref in the NBA Finals and get another bonus of twenty thousand dollars. If they were so bad and the league was so upset, you think that they would have not moved to the next round? But they they advanced to the next round and got paid for it. So he told you personally, or he said openly out to the public, and maybe I'm unaware of it, that he is the NBA's guy when it comes to extended series. He's admitted that. I don't know. Real quick, this is from uh, Barstool Sports. Pardon. Uh, my take. Oh, we we would call each other on the phone and say, "But that is, you know, watch him. Look, look what he's doing." Okay, so that was uh, from the show Barstool Sports. I I don't know the gentleman that they were talking to there, but anyway, you get the point. I just there, there's people out there talking about the history of sports being fixed in some way, shape, or form. Every sport. I mean, people have written books about it, you know, 30, 40 years later after they were rigging it, you know, back in the day. I think it happens all the time. I think it happens much more often than people realize. And I got those clips from Colorado Dank on Instagram. Always good content on Colorado Dank's page. Um, So, yeah, people, I mean... I want to play this clip here, uh, here in a minute, kind of switching away from sports and all that and getting back on everything being fabricated, um, you know, politicians, uh, sports, TV shows, debates, like all these things that are a portrayal of a story. And it's portrayed in a way that makes you think that there's some semblance of reality like the news presents itself as you know honest and truthful and official when it is far far from that but you know you you put on a suit and tie and you say the right words and you deliver it in the right tone of voice and people believe it and it puts their mind at ease and I mean there's so many interviews that they have with sports figures too over I mean over time you would think that some of this stuff would slip out here and there if they were fixing games so you know <laughs> I think there's a group of people in this world that are going to try to get into and fix everything I think it's a part of human nature and I think we have to develop our ability uh to be discerning and skeptical of everything and filter concepts and topics and situations happenings etc things you experience in your life through your own well-developed personal bullshit filter we all need to develop a personal bullshit filter (laughs) however you got to do that whatever works for you doesn't matter but you got to find a way to not just believe everything you hear you got to do a little work. You got to seek the truth and find the reality of the situation. That's all I'm saying. Because everything is getting faker 
and more synthetic and more augmented and more whatever. Completely fabricated, fixed fiction. <laughs> Deep fakes are out there. You know, people, things are going to start getting attributed to people that they didn't say. Some deep fake said it. And then, you know, the media is going to come after somebody for the words that they spoke when it wasn't even their words that they spoke. It just, someone was doing a deep fake and portraying them on a TV show. That's the future. Like, that stuff could really, literally happen to where... If they want to come and get you for something, they can get you, boy. They'll put your face up on a TV screen saying a bunch of crazy stuff that'll get you in trouble with the general population, mold and form public opinion, propaganda. That's what it's all about, people. That's how they do it. That's how they control your mind. That's one of many, many ways they control the way you think about things. And that's what I've been trying to get across to you on this show ever since I started the show. Uh, here, let's switch directions. And let's talk about this DeMar Hamlin football player that fell, collapsed on Monday Night Football. It looks like he's going to be okay, I think. They got him breathing. They got his heart pumping again. Uh, they publicly said it was cardiac arrest. And before I play this wisdom talk that I gave, um, I wanted to say that there's been some stuff going around uh, when, the, when all the players kneeled and prayed on the field. Um one of the players that was number 33 was standing and there's a photo taken of it and the insinuation has been made that it's a Freemasonic symbol. Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, all the world's a stage, right? I keep talking about things being portrayed. You've heard of false flags before. You've heard of them throwing it in your face and showing you what they've done. Maybe there's something to uh, those stories about, you know, outside secret society involvement in such a public, you know, died suddenly, apparently, moment. I mean, the audience that saw this occur is very, very big. The football audience in the United States, huge. And for the thousands upon maybe millions of people that had not heard about anybody dying suddenly or somebody having adverse effects from the vaccine, you saw it, uh, the possibility occur live on your TV screen on Monday Night Football. So whether you want to believe it or not, you now have experienced somebody collapsing for no apparent reason. Now, again, like I said, maybe it wasn't from the vaccine and everything that I said in this wisdom talk, I'll take back if it wasn't vaccine related, but let's just suspend our disbelief and just think about this passionate plea that I tried to get across in this wisdom talk. Cause if they are, if all these thousands of situations are vaccine related and there's very good evidence pointing in that direction, then I think my words are warranted. 
So, you know, just something to think about. Maybe football is fixed in other ways, not just fixing games and monetarily with the betting and all that. Maybe they put some occult secret society symbolism in there as well. You've heard a lot of stories about Tom Brady and other, you know, LeBron James maybe, another big, other big-time sports celebrity players that may be Illuminati uh, members. Maybe they took the blood oath. Who knows? Who knows, right? I recently saw some creepy Tom Brady videos giving his son a kiss, a little bit lengthy of a kiss. It was weird. I don't want to think that stuff about Tom Brady, but, man, I don't know what kind of relationship he's got with his kids. I don't know if you guys have seen those videos. It's kind of creepy. But anyway, let me uh, let me play this wisdom talk for you guys, and uh, I hope you enjoy. And here we go. All right, how's it going, everybody? Uh, this is Andrew for America here, host of the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. And I want to jump on wisdom just because I have some thoughts going through my head. And I wanted to get them out of my head stream of consciousness uh, on the recording on here. And I may or may not use it on my podcast. But uh, for those of you that don't know, last night on Monday Night Football, uh, Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin fell uh, on his back. Looked like he collapsed after he took uh, – he didn't take a hit, but he tackled a Bengals player and kind of went down backwards on the on his back you know, the back of his body. And it didn't look like a, a, an impact hit by any means. Uh, it looked like he kind of went to the ground and, and rolled well. Uh, you know, when you go down and you get tackled, sometimes they teach you, uh, you know, what what the proper way to do that is to prevent injury, I guess you could say. But uh, he went down, uh, kind of r- did the roll on his back. Uh, he kind of went down back and back of his head first did a little roll, stood up, looked like he was fine. All of a sudden, tried to make a step, kind of shook and kind of looked confused for a minute, and then, boom, he just toppled down. And it looked very, very similar to how a lot of these sports people and news anchors and anyone that you've seen that has collapsed and possibly died suddenly. And this is the big elephant in the room that nobody's talking about, but everybody's thinking about because you can't get away from it. It's happening again and again and again. Even the NFL players and commentators, uh, all this coverage that we're seeing today on the situation, they're all saying, you know, in, in being 30, 40 years in the league, they've never seen something of that magnitude happened on a football field. Uh, all the coverage is basically propaganda. Nobody wants to talk about these players that were pushing the vaccines, the NFL that pushed the vaccines with all of these big hedge fund companies that own all these organizations, BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, uh, the United States government handling of COVID uh, situation, all the conspiracy theories I'm sure you've been hearing out there. At what point is it not conspiracy theory anymore, people? At what point do you wake up and see what has happened? At what point do you say to yourself, you know what? People are dropping like flies all over 
the world, all over the country, for sure. Unexpectedly. Suddenly. Why? What's the common variable? If you go do some research, I bet you would find out that a lot of people, a lot of these people that are dropping like flies, took the vaccine and even advocated for it, pushed it, probably got funding to be the face and the name and join the club. Hey, we're in the vaccine club. Do what's best for society, right? You're doing what's best for your fellow neighbor. And look how that's panning out for everybody. Uh, this morning I woke up. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen to these news shows. I'm going to see what they're saying about the situation. I'm on NFL Network right now. I'm listening to the NFL, or I'm sorry, yeah, the you know Andrew Siciliano and uh, uh, White, Steve White, uh, sorrowful looks on their faces last night. Uh, a couple of the commentators were moved to tears. Adam Schefter moved to tears. Everybody's, you know, all the players. Uh, Stefan Diggs crying on the sidelines. You know, a lot of the players clearly distressed at the situation. And all these commentators today are on TV. Oh, you know, 23 years old, about to have his 24th birthday. Uh, experienced cardiac arrest on the field. Okay, so right there, you're saying it wasn't from the hit. Right there, you're telling the world and the country that this man had a heart attack on the field. It wasn't from the hit. It wasn't from the tackle. They admitted it wasn't head trauma. They said it was cardiac arrest. He stopped breathing. They regained his pulse on the field. They moved him to this facility where he's been sedated, they say, in critical condition, right? And this has happened to soccer players. This We have video of it happening live on air to news pundits, talking heads, uh, People in your community, I'm sure each and every one of you out there knows or has heard of someone that has died suddenly in the past couple years. Uh, host of the podcast Macroaggressions, Charlie Robinson, did this entire show where he said, you know what? I don't want to be all doom and gloom and conspiracy theory about this stuff, but guess what? In a couple years, what what's going to happen? What are we going to do? What conversation are you going to have with yourself when you see a huge part of the population of this country has suddenly died for one reason or another? And you mean to tell me that we're not going to say a word about it on the news? The NFL isn't going to say a word about how much they push these vaccines. They had another player publicly pushing these vaccines on Twitter. I forget his name. He, dro he dropped dead. And some of you without a conscience say that's poetic justice. Oh, you know, you, you're out here pushing this, this experimental vaccine. And then someone, you know, you get, you get the vaccine yourself uh, and then you drop dead. I mean, <clears throat> it seems a deception has taken place. It seems that someone who wanted to believe and have faith in the rhetoric, in the propaganda, learned the hard way, right, if you will. And had we had 
the knowledge and belief that these vaccines were experimental. Had we had that conversation with ourselves, hey, you know what? I want to do what's best for society. I want to I want to make sure that I'm protecting my family and my friends. Uh, every authority figure and celebrity that you could think of is on your TV screen telling you, hey, get these vaccines, do what's best, do what's best for your family, do what's best for your friends. And in the meantime, you got Bill Gates out there making 20 to one return on vaccines, he said. He said, that's what the focus of his foundation has been. If you don't know a lot about Bill Gates, I'm here to tell you, if you listen to my podcast, the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, I have an entire episode on this called There's Something About Billy, where I lay out whistleblowers within the who, within Gavi, that talk about this guy trying to buy his way into being a one-man nation state in the World Health Organization with Tedros and Plotkin and the usual suspects, Fauci, China, right? And he's on TV. Uh, I just played a clip on a recent show. Nora O'Donnell interviewed him. I think it was Nora O'Donnell. I don't remember what talking head pundit it was. But she's like, look, everyone that took this Moderna vaccine had an adverse effect, Bill Gates. What do you have to say to that? And what does he say? Oh, the FDA, they're going to look hard at that. They're the gold standard of regulators. Uh, their guidance is at how it is right now, and that may or may not change if they stick with that, blah, blah, blah. He's sipping his coffee, you know, when directly threatened with the question, when faced with the truth. How can you say that these vaccines are safe and effective? with a straight face unless you are the devil incarnate <laughs> I mean I don't know what kind of personality can say things like that without even touching the elephant in the room without even acknowledging the obvious reality my fellow Americans people are dropping like flies all over the world and you don't think there's a chance you're going to look me in my eye and tell me with a straight face that there is no possible way that these sudden deaths are occurring with people the common variable with people that were vaccinated with one of these experimental untested vaccines and dr robert malone creator of the mrna technology has been on joe rogan he's been on multiple news shows he's on a panel with a bunch of doctors saying we need to uh switch the guidance on this these are not safe i have been warning you i've been sounding the alarm from the rooftops ever since the trump administration and now the biden administration mind you this is bipartisan people this is the big club establishment two-party american fascist crony capitalist system this is not a nation of laws anymore people it's looking like some big group of wealthy affluent uh bankers and financiers are taking over this entire world that's what it seems like to me i'm not going to go down that conspiratorial road right now you guys want to listen to me rant about that you can go check out my podcast but what what i the reason why this is bothering me so much is because I feel like I'm living in two different worlds when it comes to media, mainstream media and alternative media. 
there's this world of people out there that refuse to believe that there is anything wrong with the authorities telling us to take these vaccines and there's nothing wrong with the vaccines efficacy themselves. Nothing wrong. Not a single thing wrong. They were untested. Nobody knew for sure. We had Dr. Burks come out and say we knew at the time these were untested, but we had to move at the speed of science, they said. They kept saying, quote, unquote, we had to move at the speed of science. It was an emergency situation. You can put the COVID death numbers up on the TV screen for months and months and months and months when you're trying to sell to the American people that you want them to get this vaccine. And now that all these people have been vaccinated and all these people are adversely being affected by them, where's the news coverage? Where's the died suddenly numbers up on the ticker? Huh? Where's the number of people that have been injured? The thousands upon thousands more that didn't die from them, but were injured in some way by them. Where's the ticker numbers on that? Doesn't that make you think about the agenda? Doesn't that make you realize there's something wrong? Someone is being untruthful, dishonest. You're not getting the entire story, my fellow Americans. Don't you think there's something fishy about that? Don't you think there's some things that need to be publicly investigated? And where's the outrage? Where are the citizens in the street? You, you all want to get your pick up, uh, your picket signs and go protest racism and Black Lives Matter and unsafe working conditions and unfair pay, right? But when you are faced with the sad reality, the possibility that you have been hoodwinked by the big government medical monopoly, the big media Monopoly, all of the monopolies, the big crony capitalist businesses that run this planet, <laughs> this country for sure, maybe the world at this point. You don't want to point your finger at them. You don't want to point your finger at the people that did this to you. They're exempt somehow. I mean, they're legally exempt because they got their lobbyist buddies to advocate for them to not be they're not they're unable to be sued you can't sue pfizer you can't sue moderna for voluntarily taking this vaccine see they heavily heavily marketed it to you they heavily pushed it and sold it to you through the media and now that there's fallout nobody wants to talk about it you think that their intentions were pure? You think Bill Gates and Gavi and the World Health Organization and all of the uh, scientists in China that have been funded by NIH and all of these organizations, gain-of-function research, creating bioweapons, bio labs on the border of Ukraine? I mean, how much information do you need to see before you realize what has happened? What more does the alternative media need to provide to you? 
how much more information needs to be shoved in your face before you say to yourself, hmm, maybe. Because I'm not even getting maybe from people, nobody I've talked to that believes in these vaccines. And I don't, I don't even want to talk about partisan politics. I, if you think that <clears throat> pro-vax or anti-vax is a left-right Democrat-Republican thing, you are a brainwashed, hoodwinked, lemming American. I'm sorry to say, and and I'm, I'm not. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to go outside the bounds of the content policy for the Wisdom app. But why? My fellow Americans, ask yourself, why is nobody in the mainstream media talking about all of these people that are dropping dead, probably, possibly, from these untested, admittedly untested vaccines? Why is the person that created the, the mRNA technology publicly stating that we need to be careful. This is going to create more harm than good. Now we are seeing that sad reality unfold before our very eyes. And where's Robert Malone's media darling tour? Why isn't he on every single TV station like Kanye and Tulsi Gabbard and all these, you know, Kinzinger, all these politicians and celebrities that just get the media darling tour. Anytime they're trying to push a narrative into your brain that they want you to believe is real. And I'm here to tell you courageously, unapologetically, that you are being lied to by some of these people, whether you want to believe it or not. And many people like me have been getting into the podcast, uh, the podcast game. That's what we're doing. We're not going to shut up. We're not going to go away. I ignoring the reality is not going to prevent you from facing it. I know it's scary. I know a lot of us are afraid. This is unprecedented. Unprecedented times we're living in, everyone wants to say, right? So maybe you better get right with whatever God you pray to. Maybe you better get right uh, with your own mind. Turn off the TV and look around this place for a couple seconds. And maybe try to start answering your own questions for yourself and stop letting these all these mainstream media talking heads tell you how to think about this stuff. Maybe it's time we start thinking about the reality that we are living in for ourselves. And, you know, I'm going to try to stay positive about all this, but I'm also going to be realistic. I don't want to believe that there's anything wrong with these vaccines. But to have a guy drop like that after a hit on, on a, a stage like Monday Night Football, after millions upon millions of people have been seeing this stuff online, on social media, on alternative media networks, conspiracy theory shows, whatever, right? And, I mean, it's like, it's like people are living in two different worlds. The people that don't watch the mainstream media and only get their news from some partisan news site or some uh, facts-based 
fair and balanced, if that's still a thing, news show that isn't mainstream, that isn't part of the big five uh, media conglomerates, you know, Viacom, Disney, ABC. I mean, every news station you can think of is pretty much under the umbrella of the big five mainstream media conglomerate organizations. So like George Carlin, stand-up comedian, said in one of his famous bits, they control all the news and information you get to hear. They got us by the balls, people. How do you know that what you believe to be true in your mind came from your own thinking? Did it come from your own thinking? Do you form your opinions on topics based on your own thoughts about them? Your own uh, in time invested into contemplating, weighing the pros and cons, looking at the entire situation from the big picture and not just a small portion of that picture. That's how you become hypnotized. They, they, they create chaos and then they focus your attention on one small piece. The people that don't think there's any problem with these vaccines, the people that don't want to look at the reality of the fallout, the negative adverse effects that have been happening all over this world, the reason why they're not looking at it, my fellow Americans, is because they have been hypnotized by the mainstream media propaganda. And whether you want to believe that or not, that is the facts. That is the purpose of your TV screen. Hypnotized by electromagnetic waves. There's a patent on it. The CIA created this back in the 40s and rolled it out in the 50s. That's conspiratorial. But if you go look it up, you'll find that that is the absolute factual objective truth. The reality of the situation. And just ask yourself, people. I'm going to cut this short. Just, just ask yourself, why is it that all these prominent, public figures that have dropped either dead or been adversely affected by these vaccines and nobody on the mainstream media is talking about it. Everybody's talking about it on alternative media, but nobody's talking about it on the mainstream media. Ask yourself why that is. Follow the money. Who's getting paid? Who's getting funded? It's so painfully obvious to anybody with a rational, logical mind. And it's only going to get more and more and more and more obvious and apparent to you as we move into 2023, as we move deeper into the 21st century. My fellow Americans, there's a brave new Orwellian surveillance police state totalitarian dictatorship world order that is upon us. And my question to you is, what you going to do about it? I love you guys very much. I wish you all the very best moving forward. You know, strive to make good decisions. Strive to get all the information you possibly can on a subject, on a topic. Before you make a decision before you form your opinion for or against before you dive in 
with blind faith head first into a situation only to knock yourself out on the bottom of a pool because you thought it was deeper than it actually was. Had you known you were diving into the shallow end, the three foot end of the pool, you probably wouldn't have dove in and hit your head on the bottom of the pool. Would you have? No, you would have been like, Oh shit. I can't dive into the three feet. I got to go dive into the 10 foot because you rationally logically assessed the situation you acquired all of the necessary information prior to making your decision. And then you made a logical, rational, non-emotional, educated decision. And if we're going to survive moving forward in the 21st century, here in this dying society, my fellow Americans, it's going to have to start with each and every one of us looking in the mirror and solving the problems within us analyzing our thoughts why is it that we think a certain way why is it that we act in certain ways only to be shown the reality later in life that we were naive gullible we trusted too much we were incapable of skepticism and discernment. We live under a tyranny of convenience. We want everything to be easier, faster. Our attention spans are shorter. Our critical analysis skills weakened. I would make the argument that that's because of the government-run public education system, but that's for another conversation another time. We got big problems that we're going to face moving forward in this country. And if we don't get right with ourselves, if we don't figure out our minds, if we don't find morality, decency, ethics, community, unconditional love for your neighbor, if we can't turn off the evil and the hate in our hearts that is roused up and created through mainstream media propaganda, then we will be led like sheeps to the slaughter, in the words of George Washington. Round up and put into FEMA concentration camps eventually. When society falls because we forgot who we were and how we got here, we no longer know our history. Wars will be waged in conflict because two sides don't want to agree that the color blue is blue. We don't want to say that there's a sun in the sky. We don't live on a globe. We live on a flat earth. You know? At some point, you're going to have to do the work of learning and thinking. At some point, you're going to have to go to school and research whether or not a story or a narrative or the history of something is factually accurate and true, objectively true. Gerald Massey once said, quote, they must find it difficult. Those who have taken 
authority as the truth rather than truth as the authority. And my fellow Americans, if you can find a way to seek and find truth in your life and you stand on that truth, regardless of the fashionable public media narratives and the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times of your time, your era, the era in which you lived on this earth. You're going to have, you're going to have to do it. People, you're going to have to find a way to seek out, find and stand on that truth. And that way you will know that no matter what the public opinions of your time are, you are on the right side of history. The truth does not need to be defended. The truth defends itself. And truth is never accepted immediately. Arthur Schopenhauer once said that the truth goes through three phases. First, it is violently mocked and ridiculed. Then it slowly becomes more and more aware in the minds of the critical you know, the masses of the people until it reaches a critical mass to where people start to wake up and say, oh, maybe there is some truth to this idea that I so violently mocked not too long ago, right? And then step three, one day the truth is accepted as that by the majority. It is, it is accepted as the reality of the world that we live in and only through only through going through that process do we americans or the people of this world for that matter the human mind in general accept truth for one reason or another but for some reason conversely anything your tv screen tells you you believe as if it were the word of god as it as if it was coming from the Lord, him or herself, whatever God you believe in, it doesn't matter what your religion is, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. We worship the messaging and information that comes to us from television and computer and phone screens. George Orwell warned us about this in his book, 1984. And time will reveal all truths to all of us. And in time, you mark my words, my fellow Americans, we are going to discover that when it comes to these severely, heavily marketed and pushed and sold experimental vaccines, the truth will be revealed sooner or later, whether you like it or not. And you're starting to see it right now. It's going to be very interesting to see how the NFL and how the mainstream media news networks handle the collapsing of DeMar Hamlin on Monday night football. Do you know how many people saw this occur? How are you going to keep that a secret government? How are you going to shut that situation up? Mainstream media. I know how you're going to do it. You're not even going to talk about it. You're not even going to make the suggestion that 
maybe, just maybe, the reason why a healthy, fit, active, professional football player that was twenty that is twenty three years old collapsed and had cardiac arrest on the football field. How are you going to spin that? How are you going to propagandize that message to us, mainstream media news networks? I can't wait to hear it. Thank you for listening. Go to my website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt, donate to the show, read the show notes. Click on the link to my SoundCloud page to check out my music. Click on the link to go to patreon.com slash andrew4america to become a My Fellow American subscriber for the low, low price of $3 a month. Uh, and Wisdom, thank you for having me. I know I'm not on here very often. Uh, the way I've been thinking about doing it moving forward is whenever I really want to get something off my chest, I'm going to jump on here and give a talk. And uh, if there's good content in that talk, that is um, okay to share in other places, doesn't go against the community standards, right? <laughs> uh, then maybe I will send that up to the podcast. So uh, a lot of things that I'm going to work into existence on my show, I'm going to begin here on Wisdom. So if you like my point of view and uh, you like my perspective, uh, jump on when I'm giving a talk and uh Maybe I'll let somebody on today. I'm not going to let anybody on because I'm going to end this here now, but I just wanted to get that off my chest. I feel like I'm living in two worlds, the anti-vax and the pro-vax world, and we need to find a way to meet in the middle and reach across our aisles and come together uh, to get to the heart of what's really going on behind the scenes in this country and around the world. And if you are not aware of the World Economic Forum, if you've never heard of names like Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and Tedros, General Tedros of the World Health Organization, uh, Stanley Plotkin, if you haven't heard these names before, I highly, highly, highly recommend you get knowledgeable on these topics so that the next time around when Bill Gates comes out on a TED Talk and says that we're going to reduce the carbon emissions of this world through vaccines and seeds. The carbon that they want to reduce, my fellow Americans, is you, me, all of us. At least nine-tenths of us, they say. And I just saw a funny meme the other day. I'm going to end it with this. A lot of you wouldn't know a world depopulation agenda if it poked you three times in the arm with a questionable needle. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> you know, after listening back to that on second thought, I stand by every word. If, if DeMar Hamlin didn't uh, have a cardiac arrest incident, uh, due to the vaccine, then, okay, my bad. Uh, I apologize for making that assumption that is based on thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of other 
similar, almost identical situations that have occurred. Okay? My bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, So, in this uh, wisdom talk, I asked, you know, or I said, I made the statement, I can't wait to hear how this mainstream media is going to spin the DeMar Hamlin story if it was not, in fact, vaccine-related. And some of you that follow me on Facebook and Instagram saw that I found an example of this. And I'm going to play this CBS News clip for you right now. This guy, Dr. John LaPook is his name. He's going to come out, and I called him Tom McCook or something like that. So, (laughs) Uh, just kidding. But, uh, you know, let's go look up Dr. LaPook from CBS News, the medical analyst contributor guy. Let's see what his backstory is. Let's see who's funding him being a mainstream media talking head. And the reason why I'm curious is because of the things he said about the DeMar Hamlin situation. I found it to be very, very interesting. Take a listen to this. Well, NFL player DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest in the middle of a game. Yeah, this was stunning for everyone who witnessed this and was Mm. there on the field. Uh, The Buffalo Bills safety collapsed on the field during the first quarter of the game against Cincinnati. He fell to the ground after tackling Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. Uh, The Bills say Hamlin's heartbeat was restored on the field before he was rushed to the hospital. The NFL suspended that game. Well, fans gathered outside of the hospital where Hamlin is being treated, lighting candles and crying. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John McCook is here with us. John McCook! (laughs) You're not treating uh, Mr. Hamlin, you're not his healthcare professional, but based on what we know, you can help walk us through what was horrific for the millions of people who watched um, and for him, you know, to experience this. But just from your experience, what happened? Because it seemed like it was a pretty typical hit. That's what it, it, it looked so normal and until he collapsed. May have been a hit just at the exact wrong moment. What, right. what, what is your assessment? Well, again, we don't have all the facts here yet, but you're hearing this term commotio cordis. Commotio cordis. And, written about it, and it's Latin for agitation of the heart. And what can happen, it rarely happens, usually in young people, in athletes, is a blow to the heart at exactly the wrong time <clears throat> between heartbeats. Yeah, that was it. From its norm, normal rhythm, remember the heart normally goes beat, beat, nice, and blood goes up to the, the brain, and it sends it into an irregular heartbeat called ventricular fibrillation, where the heart is beating like a bag of worms, and the, the blood just stops being pumped upstream through the head. So you're going to think very quickly with that. And you saw he popped up, and then within about three seconds or so, he went down. So that is something that we see with an irregular heartbeat. 
Uh, now, the very good news wow. is, from my point of view, I mean, if you're going to have, again, we're assuming it's ventricular fibrillation. Sure. We're not sure. It could be something else, maybe at a congenital condition. Although, he's an athlete, world-class athlete. Usually, the NFL does all these tests beforehand. So, let's assume that he did have an irregular heartbeat. Um, the, the great thing is that he was seen within seconds by personnel. Uh, they started CPR, which allowed blood to go to the parts of his body, especially the brain, even though his heart itself wasn't pumping. And then, great news to me, uh, as an internist who has seen plenty of people uh, with cardiac arrest, and, and the people who survived get shot very early, and that rhythm restored. So he had a pulse on the field, the Buffalo Bills press office said. Yeah. So that's very good, because what these AEDs do, automated external defibrillators, is... You put the, the leads on the person's heart, and then you hit a button, and it does the rest. It has a computer chip it in it, it the analyzes rest. the rhythm, and if it's something that's shockable, ventricular fibrillation or ventricular tachycardia, then it will say, get away, hit this button, and it delivers a shock. It will not shock you if you were in a normal rhythm, you just fainted. So people are worried, oh my God, what if I do harm? You're not gonna do harm. And in this case, we'll find out, I really wanna know, did he get a shock? We haven't been able to figure that out yet, but if he did, that potentially was life-saving because he got intubated, he got a breathing tube right. put in, he got... And we understand that he is currently on a ventilator. What does that tell and, you? And that would be... people are concerned about It that. would be to be expected, okay? Um, he would be put into sort of a, a medically... Put my mind at ease. ...so that he can uh, not be agitated. They're going to put a breathing tube in to get a lot of oxygen to his body. And the first 24, 48 hours are very important because you want to see was there damage to the various organs throughout the body, the kidneys, the liver, the head especially. But if he was revived quickly, and he had a pulse quickly. What does quickly mean? Well, he, it sounds like within minutes, uh, he was able to have a pulse. I and mean, we know that he uh, had a pulse on the field and he was taken off the field. I guess he had CPR for, I, I've heard like eight or nine minutes or mm -hmm. something like that. And we're trying to look back at the footage and see exactly how long. But the, the, the bottom line, you, know, you see these statistics about what percentage survival goes down with every minute right. of delay. It's very hard to really know about those statistics. What's important is that he had good CPR done, which you have to assume that they're professionals, and he had a defibrillator it's not placed, the vaccine, though. which may have given him a shock, and that would give him the best odds. So, I mean, I'm, um, I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic. There's no knowing. There's a lot of things that it's go wrong in this setting. Okay. But if they really did restore a rhythm, if he had a pulse, he had a blood pressure. If he had a blood pressure, blood can go to his organs. So right. good to know there are at least some positive signs from yeah. your perspective. And I think the bottom line here is the lesson for everybody, because this is so rare. Yeah. Oh, so rare. Sudden cardiac arrest, sudden cardiac death occurs about 350,000 times a year. Here's the cell. Half of those people, they had no idea they had heart disease. Wow. And this is why you're seeing this movement. And I've been involved with it, by the way, for 25 years. I was back in 1996, one of my closest friends. Tony Cox uh, just dropped uh, at, the, um, at the Reebok Club in, uh, in New York City. Did not have a defibrillator back then. I was and that's part why we're seeing these defibrillators That's why you're seeing these everywhere. defibrillators. And I think everybody out there, if there's a message from this, go get a CPR course, including for kids, pediatric CPR, and make sure there's an AED around if you're in you know, public places and gyms. And, yeah, and, and don't uh, be afraid to use it. Don't be afraid to use it. All right. Okay, so that's quite interesting. Let's learn about John LaPook. He's an American board-certified physician in internal medicine and gastroenterology, who's the chief medical correspondent for CBS News, named the Mibain Professor of Gastroenterology 2013. He's a professor of medicine at NYU Langone Medical Center. 
in New York City. Joined CBS in 2006. When LePouk joined CBS News, the New York Observer reported on the hire as, quote, a trend away from professional journalists covering expert fields and a tendency toward hiring subject matter experts to do journalism, unquote. Uh, okay. LePouk has won five Emmy Awards for his coverage in 2012 of the national shortage of drugs. For team coverage 2013 of the Boston Marathon bombings, 2019 for Sunday morning outstanding program uh, in 2020, outstanding program 2021 CBS mornings, Outstanding live news program in 2020. Dr. LePouk was awarded a Drama Desk Award for his work as medical contributor to stars in the house, keeping the theater community informed throughout the coronavirus pandemic. In 2018, the Alliance for Women in Media awarded him a Gracie Award in the news feature series category for two groundbreaking 60 Minutes reports that investigated a USA gymnastics sexual abuse scandal involving Larry Nasser. LePouk was also named a George Foster Peabody Award finalist in 2018 for his two 60-minute investigative reports on gymnastics scandal. He was awarded two Edward R. Murrow Awards for breast... For for best broadcast, <laughs> not breast broadcast, my apologies, in 2007 and 2013. He also won a 2015 New York Press Club Award for Journalism for Eye on Ebola, a news team special. So, lots of accolades most of which don't come from medical experience. And I'm not trying to take away his medical experience, but gastroenterology? Are you a virologist? Do you have knowledge of viral disease and the creation, how vaccines are created? Have you had a conversation with Dr. Robert Malone, Mr. John LePouk? Are you aware of your surroundings? Have you heard of a bunch of people dropping dead suddenly? Out of nowhere, seemingly? You don't even want to bring up the, op the obvious possibility that it could be from the vaccine? See, people? They don't even want to talk about it. You don't even get on these shows if you don't play ball. Especially in politics. Remember when I interviewed Larry Sharp? It's pay to play. You don't get access unless you have the money to buy ad space. Or money to buy anything. Influence, maybe. <laughs> They're not even going to talk about it, people. They're not even going to suggest 
that it could be possibly from this untested experimental vaccine. Mic drop. Case closed. I hope you guys have got out of this episode today what I have tried to get across to you. Stop believing everything you hear. Stop believing everything you see without a little further investigation for you, for me, for all of us. Thank you for listening. I'm not going to have time to play any punk rock songs today uh, because I want to leave you with a couple clips, one from Dr. Peter McCullough and uh, one from Dr. Robert Malone, two of the most knowledgeable and respected medical professionals with knowledge on the topic of vaccines and viral infections. I love you guys very much. Uh, I don't know if you agree with my point of view all the time. I don't know if I'm deciding for or against, but I'm just pointing out things that I am witnessing in my life, my experience, that I think it's healthy and good for us to at least exercise the idea of the possibility that in the event that these vaccines are causing adverse effects. We identify it, acknowledge it as real and happening, and then set out to do what we're going to do about it, whatever we're going to do about it, right? I'm trying to bring you knowledge and awareness. Nothing more and nothing less. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt, donate to the show, um, read the show notes, send me an email, andrew4america1984 at gmail.com, go to my SoundCloud page, check out my music, Patreon, I don't know about Patreon people, I might take down that Patreon page, not getting a lot of interest over there, and there will soon be the next installment of my Supercut show, Reality Lies, Damned Lies, and Statistics, that I was going to put up on Patreon. And I think I will. Maybe that will get some of you interested in subscribing. Otherwise, I might just shut down subscriptions altogether and just keep doing the audio version of this podcast. I know times are tough out there. Your dollar does not stretch as far as it once did. So I get it if uh, subscribing to my show isn't at the top of your priority list right now. But, hey, you know, I'm going to keep delivering for you. And uh, we'll see what happens here in the year 2023. I love you guys. Thank you. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 126 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, entitled The Elephant in the Room, Deep Fakes, Mind Rape, Fixed, Fabricated Fiction. We'll 
we'll see you next time. and immediate funding for vaccine injury centers of excellence across the United States for screening, detection, uh, diagnosis, prognosis, and management. Uh, we need a massive shift in our healthcare system towards managing now this large number of vaccine injured people. What's at stake here is death. And the deaths that were reported by Mr. Dowd and, and others, the deaths on a more probable than not basis that are occurring in someone who've taken a vaccine are due to the vaccine and the autopsy studies show it. It's alarming to save American lives now. These vaccines need to be pulled off the market. We should not have politicized the public health response to SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Regarding the genetic COVID vaccines, the science is settled. They're not working. They are not completely safe. 